Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Freedom Podcast. Katie and Alexis are here with another episode. Of course, we're always excited, like we say every week. <laughs> um, but this show, <laughs> right? It really is. It totally makes my week every time that we get to record. So um, we're super stoked. So this week, we actually are diving into um, a, I guess, I would say like a really relevant topic and um, mostly we're going to be talking about why women need men and how God actually um, just really divinely designed men and women to work together um, just, yeah, to work together in unison, but also the roles that women play and the roles that men play in the context of marriage. And um, we want to actually touch on a little bit of modern feminism and how it goes against God's divine design. So we're going to jump in and yeah, let's get rocking. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is a very relevant topic, especially, I don't know how you feel, Lexi, but just man, in college and high school, I was, I felt like I was almost fed this uh, hyper feminist view. And if I didn't agree with it, or if I felt like there was something, you know, just a little bit off about it, then I was, you know, just like hating on women or whatever it may be. It's like, if I didn't fit into this, like very um, extreme view, feminist Mm -hmm. view, then it was like, there was something wrong with me. But Mm -hmm. it's interesting because we were talking about this before we started recording, just listening to different podcasts, reading the word and really Mm -hmm. diving into how does God define men and women and how did he create us different? And not, you know, men and women, it's not that one is greater than another, but God did create us differently and for specific roles. Um, And so I think it was just hard, especially being in higher education and college. I was fed this, truly this lie that I essentially could be a man. Um, I don't know how, how you, what you felt like you were pressured to do, but it was almost like, prove men wrong. You yeah. can be um, greater than them and you can dominate whoever you want. And yeah. I was in the financial uh, mm-hmm. world in college and it's very male dominated. And mm-hmm. so um, I was almost fed this lie that, well, you should, you know, basically just kind of look at men as, as being something to um, be superior to mm-hmm. and to, you know, look down upon. And it was a very unhealthy message. And yeah. so I almost, I, I feel like I embodied that um, for mm-hmm. sure in, in my early twenties and almost kind of this setting out to prove myself as being um, greater than whatever, you know, whatever I, whoever my competition was, which mostly men in the financial industry. And so, um, you know, kind of having this unhealthy, prideful view of that, as opposed Mm -hmm. to looking at the word and how did God create me? How did God create a man? And, you know, what are the differences? Um, But then also too, how are we complements to each other in order to glorify God? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that obviously in public universities or uh, secular universities, um, that this message is being pushed like insane. And for me, I went to a Christian university. And so I didn't get exposed to like any of this feminist stuff mm-hmm. at all, like zero exposure. But when I did get exposed to it, it was in the powerlifting world and fitness industry. And like, same, I definitely embodied this, like, I don't need a man. Um, like, I don't need a man to make me happy, which I, I do agree with that. But like, 
there is a reason why God gave man woman. So, um, but yeah, so I totally embodied that. And I, I was like, okay, like everything is going to be about, um, fitness, um, my education, how much money I can make and provide for myself. Cause I don't want to ever rely on a man to provide for me or take care of me. And, I'm not saying that that is necessarily a bad thing, but when we start like demonizing men and like mm-hmm. demonizing, oh, the patriarchy, right? Um, when God is like, no, 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 this is my divine design. And the reason why women actually have this issue, it's not because um, men have always tried to dominate us and all this stuff. It's actually because in the Garden of Eden, when Eve um, gave Adam the apple, she then took on that role as a leader. So in Genesis 3.16, it said, or it says, then he said to the woman, I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy and in pain you will give birth and you will desire to control your husband, but he will rule over you. So this desire to conquer men started literally in the Garden of Eden when the first two human beings were created. So this is not like a new concept of women trying to um, be the leaders and dominate men. So, and like we kind of said in the beginning that this comes in the context of marriage. So a lot of the times we were kind of chatting before people think like, Oh, um, this means to submit to any man, but that is not the case. It's to submit to your husband, um, or fiance, or, you know, when you're in a partnership with Mm -hmm. someone, um, because those are the roles that God, um, has originally intended. And like, when we look at what the man's role is, um, when we're looking in the Bible, his position, God specifically says is over his wife, but under Christ. So there's an order. God is a God of order. He's not a God of chaos. So there's a reason why. And the man is supposed to lead um, the woman in Christ. So he's not just the leader, but he's the protector, the provider. Um, and he is created to lead his household. And that's really, really important. Um, because in today's society, we're literally fighting against this right now. We're it's a really big battle um, for women to basically, in a sense, be like, we don't need men and we can do mm-hmm. everything on our own. But God never right. designed it that way. Right. I will say probably the most unhappy I've ever been in my life is when I had that attitude. Agreed. Um, I felt this pressure. Like you said, I need to make all my own money. I need mm-hmm. to be super successful. I need to mm-hmm. be driven on my own. I don't need anyone's help. And that mm-hmm. is extremely contrary to what God tells us. First of all, we should be looking to God first and not to ourselves. Um, But then also we are the body of Christ and we are supposed Mm. to help one another. Now that is not to say that everyone is called to be in marriage. Um, There are many individuals that are called to singleness. And so that is, you know, not something that is necessarily in the, in the future of every single person, but that doesn't dismiss the need for strong men and, mm-hmm. and, um, capable women, women to come together and form a marriage and, and, and form this partnership yes. uh, that is going to glorify God and, and raise children. And, and so it's like, you're not, it's not a, okay, who's better than another. It's mm-hmm. coming the team and complimenting one another. And I think a lot of times too, in the word, it talks about a woman and a woman's role and being a helper. And I know in the past and, and even currently, you know, I'm sort of like, Ooh, the helper. So like I'm subordinate, like I'm less than, but actually in the word, the Holy spirit is the same word that's used to describe a woman as a helper is used to describe the Holy Spirit as a helper for us. And yeah. something about the Holy Spirit is one of the most, I mean, it's 
God, right? Yeah. Within us, like the Holy Spirit within us um, to transform us in this power of God in our lives. And so if, if, at any point a woman reads, you know, the fact that we are helpers and is kind of like, oh, that sounds unimportant. Well, the Holy Spirit is pretty darn important. And, and yeah. it's the same word used. Um, it's it's not any less than. And just yeah. like the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is called a helper. It doesn't mean the Holy Spirit is less than. It's the Trinity. So equally yeah. important, um, three in one. So I think that's important to make sure we distinguish um, or kind of define that word as a helper. It's not meant to be a, you know, just like dismissed as being less important. It actually is just as important and, you know, it's not a less than situation. Yeah. A hundred percent. And God talks about men and women being equal in their partnership, um, in the sense of like importance, <laughs> because, right. um, and we kind of wrote some notes and it was just, we were just talked about how, um, you know, God created us in his image, men and women. So we know that we have that equality, but when it comes to leadership in the home, that's what we're talking about. We're talking mm -hmm. about that there are certain roles that men and women play. And I think that, you know, men and women do collaborate very well because we are so different women or, mm -hmm. you know, we're more emotional. We have the tendency to be more emotional, be more nurturing and things like that, where sometimes a man could come at something with such brute and, um, mm -hmm. and not always very, very logical versus, mm -hmm. um, uh, nurturing. So I think a woman, I mean, literally when I think about it, like how well do we complement each other with how opposite we are? And I mm -hmm. love that. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, and our role that God calls for women is, um, like you said, to be the helper, to be the childbearer. Um, and we need to accept the authority of man if we are trying to actually live in God's divine design of um, men and women living in harmony together in the sense of marriage. Um, and then also, if you're someone who wants to get married or is married, think about how amazing your relationship would be if you don't, if you're not constantly um like, I guess, giving pushback to mm. your husband about every decision that he makes. Yes, sometimes people don't make good decisions. And I think right. that you can come together and discuss things, but really it's so important. I think when the woman is um, submitting in the sense of, I truly think that my husband is a good leader. So I'm going to submit to his leadership right. because he is under God. Then I think you can live in a lot better harmony um, because most of the time people are fighting about just like the dumbest things in relationships, you know, and usually the woman is trying to dominate the man and, you know, and, and the man, the man um, deals with this issue of being passive because of also the garden of Eden and, um, and Adam being right there, knowing what God said in the garden, being like, yeah, okay, I'll still yeah. take a bite of this, you know? Right. And so now we're seeing in society such passive men. Like I always mm. ask myself this all the time. I'm like, where are the me like manly men at? Like I need to find them because this is a major issue. Um, an interesting side note. I was listening to a podcast. I want to say it was um, Candace Owens, but she was interviewing um, a researcher and they were talking about uh, this is a little off topic, but I thought it was really interesting. Um, They're talking about um, comparing men. I think you probably know. Yeah. Comparing men's like testosterone levels in this yes. day and age. Compared I, to, I can't. Was it the 50s or something or whatever the world war, one of the world wars? And they were doing I can't it. Remember. I can't remember the time period. 
I think it was maybe like 50 to 70 years ago that they were comparing okay. the testosterone levels yeah. of men now versus men then. Yeah. Yeah. And how there's a vast decrease mm-hmm. in testosterone levels of men. And obviously that comes with food um, and like all these other things Lifestyle that we have Yes. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, oh, that is so interesting. Cause literally she was talking about like, why do men seem more feminine these mm. days? And I was like, oh, yeah. that's so interesting. Cause like, I never really taken a step back and thought about that. And then there's actually yeah. studies and tests to show that like, there is this trend. Um, mm-hmm. and not that I'm saying that it's bad for men to like touch, like, you know, be in tune with their, um, right. like more just nurturing and caring side. Mm-hmm. But I think there is a great, um, uh, we need to really make sure that men are being leaders and manly and conquerors because we wouldn't have survived this long in society if we had really weak men. So right. I just really side men. Yeah. 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 Side yeah. note on that. <laughs> but yeah. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, for sure. And and there is, you know, every man is different. So of course there's going to be some men who are not embodying those characteristics as much. And that doesn't mean that they're lesser or anything no. like that. Mm-hmm. But it's more so we're talking about the trends and the overall like big picture perspective of yes. seeing men embody more of the feminine char- characteristics and then women embody more of the masculine characteristics. And I think for myself, that's something that I honestly have struggled with at times um, where mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, especially just looking back in kind of my powerlifting days and um, when I first got in the fitness industry and I was really trying to embody more of a masculine persona. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the only thing it did, to be honest, and, you know, just our listeners maybe who are out there who are um, single, who are, you know, dating, who are looking for a, a spouse, a potential spouse one day, but it turned away the the right yeah. men in yeah. my life, hundred percent, because I was cold. Mm-hmm. I was driven. I, w- I mean, not that I'm not driven now, <laughs> but, um, but you know, ex- just kind of taking that to the extreme, I was cold. I was driven. I was very, um, closed off. I was not yeah. in tune with my emotions. I mean, I would literally shut down my emotions a hundred percent, um, where I was not embodying anything really that feminine, except for how I looked. I wanted to look pretty and I wanted yeah. to desire me, but you know, I was like cold and Mm -hmm. just no, I would say don't blame the right man for not being attracted to me because I was just, you know, kind of this embodiment of um, masculinity, but in a woman. And so I think, you know, I wish we had maybe, maybe some sort of, um, a testimonial from someone in my life who could see the, the, <laughs> the change um, yeah. and kind of how I was previously and now. But um, I think, you know, making sure as women, we're staying open, that mm-hmm. emotional side of us is so beautiful. And it a really lot of is. we feel like we're too much, we're too emotional, yeah. we're not enough, but too much at the same time. And this is yeah. kind of side note, um, if any woman is interested in a really good book on this, Captivating, mm-hmm. it is written by... Um, Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the name now, but it's the compliment to Wild at Heart, which is a book that was written uh, to essentially give an explanation of how did God create men mm-hmm. and why do you have certain desires in your heart and yeah. you know, how can you pursue that in how God wants you to pursue that. And so I actually read Wild at Heart first because I was like, I need to figure out what the heck is a man? Like, how did God create men? And that was yeah. several years back. And then Captivating is amazing. So oh. I would 
highly suggest Captivating. Have you ever read that? No, I haven't. I'm always okay. like taking book suggestions from you though. So, so but I'm oh. also notorious for starting like three books at once and then never finishing them. So <laughs> same. Yeah. Same. Oh, Captivating though. Like I cried probably oh. 10 times reading that. I mean, cause it's yeah. really, it talks about just our struggle of wanting to um, be fully known in our emotions, but mm-hmm. yet we're almost like told to just like suppress those emotions, but it's like God made yeah. the woman as the emotional, beautiful, beautiful, yeah. captivating, um, uh, you know, man and woman together, we personify yeah. God, mm-hmm. the characteristics of a man and woman. And so together it's like, we embody that beautiful, captivating, emotional, um, nurturing motherly yeah. side of God. And then the man is the strength and the leadership. Yeah. And, and so it's just, when we come together, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and I so, yeah, so I think that it's it's something we have to recognize. It's not a bad thing. It's it's so beautiful when we are um, living the purpose that God placed in our lives and, yeah. and coming. If we, that's also too. I wanted to note this. I this was on my mind as you were talking earlier. Why it's so important that we are very discerning in the dating process because. Mm-hmm. You do not want to be submitting to a man who is not following God. You do exactly. not want to be submitting to, you know, and that's why it's so important to be very, very discerning in the dating process because yeah. after following Christ, who you marry is up there with one of the mm-hmm. top couple decisions in your life. 100%. And so, you know, as you are, as you are courting some, or, you know, someone's courting you or dating or whatever it may be, like, how are they actually um, following Christ, are they mm-hmm. going to be a good leader for you? Because this is a man that you are called to submit to. And so you're not yeah. called to submit to a man until you're married to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in terms of a marriage relationship, you're not called to be, you know, subordinate to your, just any man that walks the street. Um, yeah. but it's, it's important to be discerning because that's the man that's going to be leading your family too. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's funny. Cause now when I like go into, um, if I'm talking to someone or dating someone or whatever, yeah. um, I'm always thinking about, okay, one, um, do I trust his leadership? Do I trust his decisions? Um, is he, coming from a place, um, a a godly place, but also, um, would I even want him to like raise my children? Like that was never thoughts that I had before, which is so funny because at one point, um, in my life where I was like, I don't need a guy, I don't even want to have kids. I'm just going to make a ton of money. And you know, that was kind of at the beginning of when we first started like opening the gym and all of that stuff. And I just, I laugh now because I, definitely desire to be a mom. I want a big family. I want to be married. I desire all the like basic things that are so like that people like don't value anymore. And it's actually really sad because I guess kind of rolling into um, our fourth topic. Um, I wanted to talk about how just modern feminism has really just skewed God's original design. And, and it's interesting because when I think feminism and when I was kind of like embodying that whole view, I was thinking more so of um, like, I agree with the equal rights. I agree that, you know, like we said, men and women are made equal. A man should never be harming a woman or doing any of these things, but really modern feminism has turned into this very, it's actually very, very sexist. Um, It's sexist in the way of like we said, demonizing men, hating the patriarchy, saying that all of women's problems have come from men not allowing them to do things. But the thing is, is that um, as 
we've progressed um, in society, we've moved from these really old, um, I, I would say like Old Testament traditions where mm-hmm. the woman wasn't allowed to even speak like in the church and things like that, where we've really progressed and we see these amazing um, women of God who are so on fire, who are preaching and doing all these things and really being used for the kingdom. So um, that transition has been made and just, you know, we've gone, we've done away with a lot of the old stuff. So I, I think like the original feminism of, um, you know, uh, like just really when it comes to like the voting and then like, you yeah. know, being equal with your husband and things like right. things like that are very important or like women in the workforce and, you know, mm-hmm. those things. But really the issue that I have with modern day feminism is that we're encouraging women to be like men. We have mm-hmm. this, um, just this push of promiscuity, but then when men, over-sexualize women because you're naked on the internet all the time, then we're like, oh, well, this is the patriarchy. This is their fault. When we don't think about that men are hardwired to desire and to chase. So if you're half naked on the internet, like, and you're mad that a man makes a sexual comment on, which he shouldn't, I'm not saying that he should, he is literally hardwired to think that way. If we didn't have men who had a sexual desire, we would have, we wouldn't have like a human race. Right. (laughs) So like, I think it's so funny when people say that, but then we're also getting this push of, um, just, yeah, like sleep with whoever you want, because that's feminism. I'm like, I don't, really know how that's feminism when you're just being over-sexualized by a man still. Um, Then we have this push of abortion, which is a very hot topic. I feel like we should Mm. do a show about abortion. I'm super passionate about that. Um, But overall, we just have this really hard push of sexuality and then saying men are bad for thinking sexual of me when I'm promoting sex. And I'm like, wait, I I don't understand how we don't see how this is completely contradictory Mm -hmm. to everything that feminism quote unquote is supposed to be. Exactly. Um, Yeah. So uh, just a hard push and to touching on um, just the gay lesbian and trans agenda. I know this is such a uh, a touchy subject, Mm -hmm. but it's, it comes from the same place of just pushing men out and women coming into these roles of men and women or sorry, women being able to do everything that a man can do. And I still think it's um, interesting to see when I see like um, uh, gay or lesbian couples, and there's always still the roles. There's a more masculine and a more feminine role, not always, Mm -hmm. but a lot of the times. And I want to also note that if you're not a Christian, um, you can literally do whatever you want. So this is for the believers um, who may be questioning, oh, well, is it okay to be gay or lesbian as a Christian? And um, that's Mm -hmm. just a hard no. That is what, that is not God's design. Do I have an issue with people who participate in that lifestyle who are not Christians? Like I said, you can do whatever you want. When you're a non-believer, you're not held to the same standards Mm -hmm. as believers. So I just wanted to make a note on that so people are not like, oh, you hate gay people. I'm like, nope, have zero problem with it because yeah. God, we're living in different standards. So exactly. I just wanted to make a note on exactly. that. Yeah. And the thing is too, about what the word says is right and wrong. I mean, no matter how we feel about it, it yeah. still is defined as right and wrong. I mean, yeah. sin that I struggle with is defined as sin and and deserving of eternal punishment. Um, do I feel good about that? No, but I have to you know, what is truth? And I think mm-hmm. that's another, maybe that's another podcast topic. Right? <laughs> like, what is truth? But mm-hmm. there is one truth and that is the word of God. And mm-hmm. so we don't just have my truth, your truth. It's like, exactly. okay, 
you know, no matter how I feel about what the Bible says, I have to adhere to God's perfect order and what he says is right and wrong. And so, you know, like you said, just because someone struggles with one sin, Mm -hmm. um, just because I, you know, it's, it, it, or, you know, doesn't, God doesn't like list the sins like, oh, this is higher, lower, you know, we're going to order these sins. Unfortunately, a lot of religious individual individuals Mm -hmm. in society, kind of Pharisee-like individuals nowadays, have a tendency to portray certain sins as, you know, well, if you participate in this lifestyle, then you cannot come to God and you can't be in the church and that sort of thing. And it's like, no, if you're gay, if you're trans, you know, doesn't matter, Mm -hmm. does not matter. You can still come uh, to God and you can be forgiven of all all of your sin. Um, You can be made clean by the, you know, the power of the redemptive blood of Jesus Christ. And so that's, you know, just making sure that people understand that, that it's not one sin is greater than another, lesser yeah. than another. The sin that I struggle with is not lesser than someone else who maybe struggles with some sort of sexual sin that certain religious individuals say is unredeemable. No, mm-hmm. no one's unredeemable. Um, yeah. but we do have a certain standard that God says we have to adhere yeah. to um, or try to, and yeah. it's possible for us to be perfect, Mm -hmm. but it's this pursuit of holiness, sanctification as we live a a Christian life. And so a hundred percent agree with you. It's just, it's our, the truth of our world has been just total. I mean, it doesn't Mm -hmm. make, it does, it truly does like what you were saying about, um, I can literally wear whatever I want on the internet and not expect any sort of reaction. It's like, well, actions have consequences. Now, does that mean that certain people should do, you know, men should make sexual comments or whatever it may be. No, that's still, that's a sin too. But, Mm -hmm. but we also too, by posting provocative things are Mm -hmm. sinning um, and being promiscuous. And so Mm -hmm. I think that my perspective on that has also shifted. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um, I actually went through my Instagram at one point, this was probably like last year or something. And I was like, I, as a representative of Jesus Christ, I need to make sure that what I am posting is representative of, of, um, um, a, a level of modesty. And now if someone looks at me in gym clothing, some individuals may say, well, that's not modest. And Mm -hmm. each person's individual conviction is a bit different. Mm -hmm. Um, we're not saying that you need to wear like a, a full garb that covers everything. I think we need to have the perspective of if you are a Christian and you know that you are causing men to stumble, that is a sin. And yeah. so we need to reevaluate, okay, what are you posting on the internet? And I had a conviction. I had a strong conviction. I was like, am I posting things that my friends who are women would be uncomfortable that their husbands follow me? Mm-hmm. Because if that's the case, then I am blatantly disregarding mm-hmm. um, the the faith of other individuals, my brothers in Christ. Yeah. And so I think that that's something that's really important that we think about as women. We are, we are, God created us beautiful. I mean, yeah. women are just absolutely gorgeous. Um, yeah. I think it's, you know, we tend to sometimes forget like how beautiful God made women and how mm-hmm. Um, incredible our bodies are and how, you know, it's not that we're diminishing that at all. I think it's amazing to embrace your beauty and to embrace um, just who God created you to be and your femininity. But at the same time, we should not be using that to cause men to stumble. There's a difference, you know, there's a difference between being beautiful and being desirable versus Mm -hmm. being 
um, conniving and manipulative for men to make them stumble, but then mm-hmm. kind of call them out when they do yeah. stumble, if that yeah. makes sense. So, Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Well, and, and like I said, it goes back to their hard wiring. I mean, my dad talked about this a lot, like, um, growing up with, um, I have an older brother, so Um, and yeah, he talked about that a lot. He's like, just remember like when you are viewing a woman that you're, that's your sister in Christ ultimately. Mm -hmm. Um, and that you need to be working out of just a pure mindset. So, and if you're also consuming things like pornography, which men and women both consume it, it's almost at an equal rate now, a little less in women, but it's, it's pretty up there. Um, and you just have to think that like all of these things that you're consuming and you're allowing your mind to think and just Mm -hmm. go to places like that is going to condition you a certain way. And then when you get to marriage and you realize that what you're watching on a screen is completely different than real life. Like this ends up creating all these other issues. So mm-hmm. for women, it's so important to be modest and um, in the sense of, like you said, of what your convictions are. And I think mm-hmm. that everyone's going to be a little bit different. Um, and like mm-hmm. you said, someone may look at, Oh, well, Katie's wearing a crop top. I'm like, okay. But like being in the fitness industry is a little bit different than, um, you know, I've, I've heard some, pastors and people say like, you know, oh, like crop tops are bad. And I'm like, yeah. I, I personally just don't think they are. I wear one yeah. like every day. Um, <laughs> but like, I don't have conviction about that. And God hasn't given me the conviction because it's not coming off in a sexual manner right. um, or trying to get that attention from men um, in that way. But anyway, yeah. intention yeah. is very important. Yeah. So. Your intentions like yeah. truly, truly matter. And then even with men, like, okay, if you see, um, if you're a Christian and you see a sister in Christ who is dressing provocatively. My dad, even he always says, he's like, you turn away, you don't look. And then you're like, Oh, well, she caused me to stumble. No, you right. have the ability to turn away. If you see something that may end up causing these thoughts. So I, right. I think it's a, it goes both ways, but I think the issue that I have so much right now is um, it's just really interesting being on Instagram in this day and age and women like the way that women are so overly sexualized and then they mm-hmm. wonder why men have sexual issues and sexual addictions because I, I was like the pornography and, and Instagram are essentially the same thing now. Like it's just, it's a lot of soft porn that you're seeing yeah. like on, on um, Instagram. And, you know, I'm not judging these people because when you're not a believer, like you just are not held to those standards, but as believers, we have to be so conscious of not making um, someone stumble and it, it is wrong. So like, you're, like you said, your intentions are so, so important. And I think, um, yeah, like I, I just get convicted about different things now than I did maybe three years ago in my walk with Christ and just even with a lot of things, not even just with posting or like what I wear or whatever. It's just like, okay, what is my intention behind mm-hmm. this? What am I trying to accomplish by wearing this or saying this or posting this or whatever it is? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just something that's important to For think sure. about. Oh yeah. And I think a lot of times as women, it it can really help to have a conversation with a Christian man mm-hmm to know exactly what they do struggle with because as women, we're not as visually driven and that's just a fact of the matter. I mean, I was even having a conversation with um, Jake, my boyfriend the other day, or I guess this was a couple weeks ago. We were just talking about like, okay, what are some things that we can do in order to be as, you know, we can maintain modesty and purity and that sort of thing. And, and, um, and he was, he said, well, okay, don't wear, like, if you could just do your best, he wasn't saying like, don't do this, but he was like, if you could do your best and just not wear 
you know, he listed out like a couple of things. He's like, I'm not telling you, you can't wear it. I'm not like, but he was like, yeah. if you could just not, because it really, like, I have a hard time. And he yeah. was like, is there anything that I should- Because he's a man. That's right? normal. Yeah. <laughs> and then I said, and he said, is there anything that I shouldn't wear? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, uh, no. I just don't like khakis. That's all. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm like, actually, don't wear that disgusting pair of shorts. No, right? No. You, um, you missed your like, opportunity. It was so funny, though. Because, I know, right? It was so funny because I stood there and I was like, actually, like, no. Yeah. I mean, kind of what you wear doesn't no. come to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was like, really? Oh, my gosh. And it just was funny because, like, in that moment, just even having a conversation, yeah. it's like, wow, we are so different. Yeah. And I said, actually, it's more so, like, the emotional um, things mm-hmm. that maybe you would say to me, not mm-hmm. how you look. Mm-hmm. And so that was just an interesting kind of comparison of that. Yeah. And I think that is a also kind of more of a reason to as women, I think reading books about how men are, um, or even, you know, looking, um, into other resources by Mm -hmm. uh, pastors and, and, Mm -hmm. um, Christian authors and that sort of thing. And like how God created men and wild at heart. I know I'm saying it again, but it is such a good book. It really opened my eyes to a lot of the struggles that men have, but it's just, God created us so differently. And so I think it can be very eye opening to have a conversation with a Christian man about like, okay, what are some things, you know, just being like open to change, Mm -hmm. um, and how to not cause your brother in Christ to stumble and to be a, just be supportive of them and, mm-hmm. and encourage them in their walk. And um, I know, you know, I've had to unfollow certain people, even sometimes women who are yeah. portraying an overly sexual Same. image, because then I feel this pressure, like, mm-hmm. oh, they're getting yes. 5,000 likes on that. Yeah. And all these amazing, you know, all these comments from people saying they look so good, like maybe I should do that. And yeah. so I've had to, not so much men, honestly, but it's yes. more so women that are promoting this sexual, like overly sexual, uh, sexualized image. And so I find that like pressuring, um, influencing me in the wrong way. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. A hundred percent. I agree with you so much. It's funny. Like I now a little bit more routinely go through my Instagram and most people that I'm unfollowing are women because it, it, like you said, it's just, it pushes you to almost be like, Oh, maybe I do need to post this way. Or maybe, you know, I don't feel sexy or whatever, but I'm like, honestly, anyone can take off their clothes. And the guy's like, Oh yeah. 1000 likes, you know? Exactly. So it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it was interesting yesterday. I actually saw a post from a male. I don't mm-hmm. know if he's a Christian or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I really have no idea, but he's just a fitness um, mm-hmm. coach that I follow. And he posted like, Um, just this image of a woman who was very promiscuous and getting all these Mm -hmm. likes and then a woman with like quality information and like Mm -hmm. sharing her talent and like 15 likes versus a thousand, you know, he was saying just, um, don't be influenced by that. And it was a really good message. I was like, Oh, that's still on point. He said, share knowledge, share your, Mm -hmm. your, and he was more so talking about like your knowledge in the fitness industry. And if you're a coach and if you Mm -hmm. have something valuable to add, but I'm like, yeah, like let's make the world better. Not just try to add to the hyper-sexualized mm-hmm. culture that we live in. Um, and, you know, that doesn't mean that we can't post a selfie if we look good or we look cute yeah. or anything like that. Like I, you know, I do that and, and um, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I think we just need to be mindful of like, mm-hmm. uh, what are our intentions with 
a post and um, where are we trying to get attention? Is it just for our booty or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. or is it actually for the right reasons? A hundred percent. I love that. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I don't even have anything else to say. Yeah. You know, booty is not bad, but we should be just promoting it, it all the time, for, you know, as, as the primary, um, primary uh, source of our, of our pride and our life at all. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, our, our only hope is in Jesus. And so we need to make sure we're not um, uh, prideful in our accomplishments and our bodies yeah. and our sexual nature, but truly looking to God and, and his word to guide us. Yeah. A hundred percent agree. Well, that's all we have for you guys. Um, yeah. All thanks right. for listening to another show. If you made it to the end, um, we appreciate you guys so much and yeah, we love you and we'll see you in a couple weeks. Bye.